Welcome to November. It's November 1st, the best clearance candy day of the year. So if you didn't have enough left over from trick-or-treating like we did, uh, get out and get some of that clearance candy at your local stores. The Tony Lee Podcast is brought to you by Flooring is Forever, flooringisforever.com. There is so much to talk about. These Colts, the Pacers, it's been a very disappointing um, start to the year for the Pacers. It's been a very disappointing start to the year for the Colts. We're going to look at the schedule moving forward, what both teams can do to improve. Um, I'll give you my take on whether I think the Colts are out of the playoff picture as a whole. I think the division is obviously gone now. She just lost for a second time to the Titans. But we'll break that down as well. We've got IndyCar to talk about with the Chris Griffiths test over the weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Also, we'll talk a little bit about the rumor mills, what I've heard, where people could be going, what drivers will land where. As always, the Tony Lee Podcast is brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. With over 20 years of experience locally, Harley and the gang at Flooring is Forever have you covered if you're in the market for new flooring, providing you honesty, quality, and value for the flooring that's just right for you. Let Harley transform your home or workplace today. Check them out at flooringisforever.com. First of all, let's talk about Halloween. Uh, had a great Hall- Halloween weekend. Uh, dressed up as NBA Jam teammates. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to the shop in Broad Ripple uh, for the NBA Jam shirts that I have. Shout out to my buddy Matt for the NBA Jam Converse Chuck Taylors that he got me for my birthday. So uh, I think I posted a picture on Twitter. I wore the uh, the the Utah Jazz John Stockton shorts. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't they weren't grape smuggling me. I didn't. I didn't roll them all the way up like he did back in the '90s. But um, had a lot of fun with that. Did not see any Willy Wonka's, which, um, if you don't know, is the scariest movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. I can watch Paranormal Activity. I can watch Haunting in Connecticut, Halloween, any of those. I'm cool with it. But the two movies that scare me the most are Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Wizard of Oz. Willy Wonka is just a creepy movie. If you don't think that, you probably sleep with your socks on. And then Wizard of Oz. You say, what about why Why Wizard of Oz? Well, the flying monkeys, first of all. Uh, not a fan of monkeys really get me. And then when I was a kid, I grew up in the region in Portage. A lot of you guys know that. The next town over, Chesterton, has the or used to have the Wizard of Oz Fest every year. My dad worked at the... Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership there in Chesterton, and and I played Little League Baseball in Chesterton, so I would have to march and walk in the Wizard of Oz parade every year where they brought in the actual munchkins, and I just couldn't get over the fact that I was way taller than them at the age of like eight or nine, so those are, uh, we talk about Halloween horror movies and and, and scary and dressing up, so Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Wizard of Oz, two movies that I never want to see again, Um, and you know, a lot of people get creeped out by like clowns and spiders, which I'm not the biggest fans of. But Willy Wonka will forever haunt my dreams. Um, so maybe you feel that way. Maybe you love that movie. I don't know. But it is a very creepy movie. And so is the remake. I've never seen the remake, but I don't even need to um, because I don't want to even go down that road. So speaking of scary, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you have the game won basically twice. Basically, I, I thought twice. At least you get up fourteen and nothing after the interception early in the first quarter. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. gets his second touchdown in the first quarter. They went away from Jonathan Taylor. I thought a little bit too much. They really didn't have much of a running game. It was Jonathan Taylor or nothing. Naeem Hines ran the ball one time. Um, Titan Storm all the way back. 
Colts have the ball, chance to go down, get a game-winning field goal. Carson Wentz throws the pick six. You still have time left, marches them down, gets another inter- gets another touchdown, um, and you're tied. And 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 you know the interception for Wentz, the the pick six. I understand the play based on the fact that you're trying to get rid of the ball. You're trying not to get a safety because then you don't get the ball back. He's trying to at least get rid of it to live to see another down. I'm never going to knock a quarterback. I know people always make a big deal. I did it with Andrew Luck about, oh, he holds on to the ball too long. We got to make a play downfield. And really, the wide receiver core for this team, once, you know, T.Y. Hilton got hurt yesterday. He really hadn't done much. He had those two quick catches. Um, but it was Michael Pittman Jr., and that's about it. I mean, Zach Pascal had five catches. They finally have gone back to him a little bit. But there was really nothing going on downfield outside of that big catch for, what, 38 yards by, by Pittman. Um, Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield was wide open on that last interception in overtime that Carson Wentz threw. Uh, Wentz threw the ball 51 times for 231 yards on 27 completions, only averaging 4.5 yards a throw, it, that's got to be more. I mean, you've got to, you, you, if you're going to win football games, um, your average has to be at least over six or seven yards per completion. Um, so, again, the Colts fall to three and five. The division's pretty much gone with two losses to the Titans at now six and two. Again, they went away from Jonathan Taylor. I know a lot of people, um, you know, criticize Frank Reich and they criticize him hard for a lot of his decision making. I think he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. But, you know, you're kind of relying on Carson Wentz's arm a little bit too much. I thought they panicked there in overtime. He had plenty of time to get a drive going and to hopefully at least get in the field goal range to put points up on the board. So Colts fall to 3-5. and five. You look at the schedule over the next couple of weeks. you got a quick turnaround here this week against the, the Jets on paper as 10.5-point favorites. Should be a win. Uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium come Thursday, but we saw what the Bengals and Jets did yesterday with the Jets knocking them off 34-31. to That's not a gimme game. Should be a win. Should be able to beat Jacksonville here next Sunday as well. And you, you get that little mini buy between. So um, the Colts can get back to 5-5 five and five easily. Then the schedule gets tough for the end of November. You get the Bills and you get the Bucks. You're not going to go to Buffalo and win, especially in the cold. Tampa... Tom Brady more than likely is going to come in here and knock off the Colts to put them at five and seven. You can definitely go to Houston to get a win. That's five and six, that's six and seven. New England's a toss up. They had a great game yesterday, beating the Chargers on the road. If you can get that victory, all of a sudden you're back to seven and seven. Then you've got three games to finish out the year at Arizona. Cardinals off to a great start. At seven and one, probably not going to win that game on Christmas. You get the Raiders that come to town. That's a toss-up. Raiders off to a really good start at five and two. Then you get the Jaguars. I think nine and seven is the extreme most that this team is going to find themselves at, which it could very easily fight for a playoff spot. I mean, you look at you look at you know the Bengals on down in the AFC. Steelers four and three. Chargers four and three. New England four and four. Browns four and four. Denver four and four. Kansas City. Probably going to win the night against the Giants. I'll mark them at 4-4. Four and four. So the Colts got to win the games that they should win on paper, and they're going to have to steal one against teams that are currently inside of the playoffs. That includes maybe the Buffalo Bills, Tampa. Um, New England is a team that they're battling with for that wild card spot. Uh, so you got to take care of the bad teams, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Texans. 
but you're also going to have to steal a game against either the Cardinals, maybe the Bills, the Raiders kind of comes to mind. I know that they're number two right now in the AFC, but the Raiders certainly come to mind as a game that um, is a is a must win to have any hope to make the playoffs here in 2021-2022. All right, let's move on over to the Pacers, who are equally as disappointing as the Colts have been. The Pacers, uh, two quick home games this week against the Spurs and the Knicks before going on the road. They go on the road for a West Coast road swing, and it doesn't get any easier. Um, You start with Portland on Friday night, you then move to Sacramento, who the Kings are always pesky. You get the Nuggets and the Jazz, two playoff teams, two of the best teams in the Western Conference last season. Pacers off to a 1-6 and six start, losing to the Raptors. I know they have not been healthy. I thought Karis LeVert had a good night in a, in a return. That was pretty much the only bright spot for Saturday night's game against the Raptors in that 97-94 to 94 loss. Um you know, I'll just say this. Look, they haven't been healthy. We know that Sabonis had a good game. We kind of know how I feel about Miles Turner, especially after two weeks ago he put up 40 points and really hasn't done much since. Um, he he, he kind of wanted us to expect big performances like that. Um, but since then, he's gone for 10 points, 9 points, 10 points, 5 points, and 4 points. He is not off to a good start. I am not the biggest Miles Turner fan. Yes, he is 50% from the field, 33% from the three. Can't can't be doing that. Twelve and seven. Those are inflated numbers, obviously, because of the forty point performance um, against the Wizards in overtime. But outside of that, that forty point performance, he has not scored over ten points since. Miles uh, Miles is just a guy that there's just a lot of expectations on him that he hasn't been able to live up to. Sabonis, great night the other night, twenty two and fourteen. I thought. Um, Karras had a good night, 6 of 10 shooting. Justin Holiday, my guy, stopped shooting a 3, 4 13. Yeah, he had 16 points, but there's just not much bench. There's just not much depth. Jeremy Lamb provides a little bit of depth, but you, you got to stay healthy. I mean, Duarte had a good night. I mean, 2 of 6 from 3, 33%. All right. I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to have his struggles, but that dude can score. But with Brogdon out, I mean, it would be great if TJ Warren got back which is not probably going to happen for another couple more months. But this team just hasn't been able to be healthy. It's a tough schedule, as we mentioned, coming up here in November. Spurs and Knicks. Knicks are 5-1. and one. You should be able to beat the Spurs. Then you get the Blazers in that Western road swing. And then you return home, and it doesn't really get much easier. You return home for one game to take on the Sixers, and you're back on the road for three straight against the Knicks, who are 5-1, and one, the Pistons, who suck, and the Hornets are off to a 5-2 and two start. So... I think the Pacers will get better with health, but it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better for the squad. Um, I'm not panicking yet, but I mean they've been in the thing. They've been in a lot of these games. You just got to close. You just got to close against a Nets team on Friday night that you led by double digits early and had a what a 40 to 25 lead at one point. You've got to close games against the Raptors when you lose by three at home. Um, you got to close overtime games on the road against crap teams like the Wizards. You had the Hornets beat in in the first game of the year. I mean, they were up what twenty at halftime. What was the halftime score of that Hornets game? It was it was out of control. I mean, they had a they had a sixteen point halftime lead and they blew that. 
So just a lot of learning, learning a new style. Um, but I still think it's going to get worse before it gets better for our Indiana Pacers. Shout out, as always, to the UPS store in Fishers off Oleo Road. They have everything your small business needs. When it comes to shipping at the UPS store, you can have packages professionally packed by your local UPS store certified packing expert. It is back with their pack and ship guarantee. Check out the friendly faces at the Oleo Road location, 11650 Oleo Road. Give them a call, 317-578-0094. All right, World Series has been uh, awesome. has been a lot of fun to watch. The Astros have kind of stormed back here in Game 5 after giving up the 4-0 lead on the Grand Slam. They come all the way back for the win. Uh, I love a Game 7. Who doesn't love a Game 7? I know they're going to Game 6 here. Uh, as much as I don't want to see the Astros win, I hope they win Game 6 because I would love to see a World Series go 7, whether it's the Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, or playoffs of any type. Me to Game 7, it's usually must-watch TV. All right, so we had a lot of IndyCar stuff go down over the weekend. The Chris Griffiths test out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We saw Ernie Francis Jr., um, who's going to run lights, I'm told, full-time next year uh, in preparation to run the 2023 Indianapolis 500. Uh, Matty Brabham is a guy that's returning to the series. He's a very familiar name, as I mentioned last week on Twitter, and got a lot of good uh, guesses on what that familiar last name was going to be. Uh, my guy, Christian Rasmussen, uh, is with Andretti Autosport. Uh, he had a pretty good test for his first time ever in a lights car. Excited to see what he can do. Uh, the ladder series built up there as well. And uh, so IndyCar-wise, I, 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 this is what I was told. Um, it, this is not 100% in stone. This is still rumor mill type stuff. Um, but let's start with Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, Andretti Autosport and Honda. Honda really... Um, too many drivers, not enough engines is really what it is. There's a lot of deserving drivers. There's a lot of a lot of guys and gals out there that are looking for rides. There just simply isn't enough chassis, enough engines, enough cars for these drivers to be in. So with Kyle Kirkwood, I've heard he'll run the three guaranteed races that he has from being the Indy Lights champion. So I'm assuming that'll probably be the Indy GP, the Indy 500, and maybe another track or maybe that second Indy GP out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And then he would also shift his attention full-time to Formula E. I think he'll do great in Formula E. It's good money. Hopefully it's just for a year. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood should be an Indy car. He deserves a full-time ride. But again, as we know in this day and age, it's a lot about talent. It's mostly about money and being able to bring money to a seat um, and simply other people have money uh, there are a lot of talented drivers coming in next year uh, Steph Wilson guy ran the Indianapolis 500 last year with the partnership with Cusick Motorsports they are looking to come full-time they will probably need a partnership with another team I know obviously Andretti makes the most sense running for them last year uh, but again Andretti at some point stretches itself a little bit too thin uh, you don't really have enough Hondas to say the least. So this could be something that we could see a partnership with, with, with Carlin. Carlin has always wanted to be two cars. Uh, we obviously know that they have the new connection with, with Hunko's Hollinger Racing. Both of those teams, I think, want to be two cars apiece. So maybe we see uh, Cusick Motorsports step up with some money and, 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 and be another Chevy team with Carlin. Does Max Chilton stay? Does Connor Daly come over? 
Ryan Hunter Ray, is he a guy that's going to be at Ed Carpenter Racing next year? We should know here over the next couple of months. November, December is really when the deals go down. You want to make sure everything's in order. Come January, where they usually have to come to town and get their physicals, do some media type stuff. And, and as we know, the, the, the season starts uh, a little bit earlier than usual. February uh, is the start date at St. Petersburg, Florida coming up um, next spring. So it'll be here before you know it, as we talked about earlier, how it's already November 1st. So uh, we'll see what happens. So Steph Wilson, we could definitely see full-time. I kind of did a little bit of a mock run of how many entries we could see for next year's Indianapolis 500. There are still a lot of questions out there. Does Dryan Reinbull continue to grow and go more than the the three races, I believe, they did last year with Sage Karam. Sage, who's out running Xfinity, ran the truck race over the weekend down at Martinsville. Uh, what they do there. It looks like from AJ Foyt Racing standpoint, they are going to have two full-time cars with backing from Rocket. The 14, uh, is my understanding, will be shared by Sebastian Bourdais and Tatiana Calderon. If you remember, she she was uh, at Mid-Ohio. She tested the day after the Mid-Ohio race for AJ Foyt Racing. Um, I'm not sure if she will run the Indianapolis 500, but I do think we'll see uh, J.R. Hildebrand back possibly we know charlie kimball has some money and is eager to get back after missing last year's 500 so we could see kelt dalton kellett full-time the 14 being swapped between borday and tatiana calderon and then a third car maybe at select races maybe with charlie kimball maybe with jr hildebrand uh, there's still a lot of dominoes that have to fall when it comes to the indycar silly season uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks or months also wanted to mention this um, I don't know if you guys know this guy. I follow him, uh, Casey Putch. He is a YouTuber. Um, he has a great following, builds cars, builds garages type stuff. Um, he tested out at the track uh, in Indy Pro 2000. Wasn't quite up to speed as I'm sure he would like to be. So uh, maybe we'll get him on here and kind of just discuss his his prowess in his 30s to get to the Indianapolis 500. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. With that, all right, that's about all I got. Um, have a great week. We'll continue to do more of these. I'll be a little bit more consistent. I know I didn't do one over the last couple of weeks. Thanks to Flooring is Forever, as always, and as well as the UPS store on Oleo Road in Fishers. Have a great rest of your week.